Hello and welcome to Extra Credit, the podcast that connects you to what's happening in Hamilton County Schools and answers your most pressing questions. I'm your host, Cody Patterson, and today we continue our weekly summer series called Behind the Board. The goal of Behind the Board is for our listeners to get to know each board member a little bit better. Today's guest is Tiffany Robinson, who serves as the Hamilton County School Board member from District 4. Good morning, Tiffany. Thanks for taking time to chat with us. Good morning. Thanks for having me. And we're excited to get to know you a little bit better and and to talk. So I'd like to just open with, you know, tell our listeners a little bit more about you. What do you do outside of the board for a job? What are your hobbies? Tell us about your family. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, my full-time day role is I'm the CEO of Lamppost Properties and our our child company, Second Story Real Estate Management. So I'm in real estate development and own a management and brokerage firm as well. So I've built and rehabbed a number of buildings throughout the Chattanooga downtown area and now do a lot of work out of town as well, building buildings, building uh, a lot of multifamily uh, communities. And so, um, for, so day to day, I, I spend my time running, uh, a company that I've started about seven years ago. So, um, I'm married to Mike and he's my husband and he is also an entrepreneur. So we Very always cool. have something exciting, always something going, huh? Something always cooking. something going. Yes. Uh, always something exciting and fun happening within our household. And I have three little boys. I have a nine-year-old, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Elijah Redding and Rhodes. You're outnumbered. Yeah, I'm absolutely outnumbered. (laughs) Luckily, my dog is a girl, but (laughs) she's aging. So we'll, you know, we'll see how that goes. But um, yes, I mean, my house is busy and fun. And, you know, I'm in a season of life where, yes, there is always something going on. But I know one day I'm going to look back and know that this is the best time of my life for sure. So I love that. Well, I thought my life was intense with two boys and they're two under three, but to have oh my goodness, that's too an much. additional, <laughs> yeah, to have an additional, like yours are spread out, which is nice. So it's like yeah. you got one out of diapers and then, but uh, it's as, as one of the other board members told me, I said, what would you, what kind of advice would you give me as a parent that, cause he, you know, Joe Wingate has, yeah. he had three within 18 months because he had twins and he said you know man it's just a beat down it is and I'm like well okay I'm gonna take that to the bank (laughs) all right so outside of your entrepreneurial life tell our listeners about when and why you decided to join or run for the school board yeah so I've always been passionate about improving our community and seeing Chattanooga and really Hamilton County become the best place to live possible. Um, prior to running my or starting my business and running, I actually worked at River City Company. And so I got to get really heavily focused on uh, our economic development mm-hmm. um, element of downtown. And while I was there, I, you know, I just really started to understand how education plays into so many pieces and factors of our community's fabric. And um, I actually was on maternity leave with my second child, who is now five, Redding. And uh, to be honest with you, um, was reading a number of headlines in our local paper about our school system, and it really bothered me. But I think the thing that bothered me the most and why I, what really pushed me to run for the, uh, for, for the seat Um, was the fact that I felt like our community did not value our public education system. Mm. So, so there's all, there are all these headlines, you know, pointing to that there are problems and I'm a problem solver, but ultimately what bothered me was that I didn't feel like my peers and the people around me understood the value of our public education system. And so I wanted to be a part of proving that we can have a great public education system and that it can be a great option for every child in our community. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, 
to kind of link it even further, um, I grew up in a single fam or a single parent household. My mom had me when she was 16 years old, and I grew up in a really great public education system. And if I had not been blessed at, at being a part of that system, I would not have gone on to be a college graduate. I became the first person to go to college in my family. And so I really, I really believe that because of the great schools that I attended growing up, I am who I am today. Mm -hmm. I love that. And and that kind of segues beautifully into the next question. But if you can do a little bit deeper dive on, you know, why is public education important? And I love the personal story there. That's awesome. And, and, And I know many of our listeners can empathize and connect with that. But from your view, why is it such an important part of our society? I think that public education was created to give everyone the opportunity to not only be educated, but to be to really grow the talent, the God-given talent they're given when they were born. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a very like kind of like fluffy way of, of thinking about it. But I really believe that we're all born with the God-given ability to do great things. And I really believe that the founding fathers or that, you know, the our, our ancestors that created public education in our country, they did so to create an opportunity for every person to, to thrive and succeed. And so for me, that is what it comes down to. Public education is important because our children need an opportunity and they need access to every every walk of life that they could possibly go down and and you know excel to but i believe that our public education system is really important in hamilton county because exposure is really important for mm-hmm. kids being around people that don't look like them being around people that don't come from the same background as them and that goes to every side and we've got a really diverse community i have too. an incredibly yep. diverse community and i'm really fortunate to represent a district that also is incredibly diverse my the district that i represent within our county is the most diverse district in the county so it's almost uh, a third third and third hispanic white and black mm-hmm. and um i love that my children are getting to be around kids that come from a totally different background, socioeconomically, culturally, racially, and they are getting to sit in the same classroom and learn the same things every day. Mm-hmm. Because kids also learn so much from each other. I grew up, you know, to be honest with you, very poor. And I believe that what really pushed me to go to college or to pursue a career that advanced my life is because I was surrounded by kids that did not come from the walk of life that I came from. I, you know, they were coming from maybe a, a more fortunate household, but that inspired me. And I mm-hmm. said, I want to be like their parents, you know? And so it goes both ways. Like we build empathy whenever we're around people that have different experiences than us. We also build dreams and desires whenever we see things that we want. And so diversity inclusion is also one of the biggest reasons why I think that our public education system is important. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could talk about this for a while. I love Go that. Yeah. Not, every, oh, every every board member we've spoken to just really enjoys, and it's fun to get everybody's unique. You know, some of our board members are, uh, you know, you're the the big entrepreneurial one that we've <laughs> talked to, but we've got board members who are ministers. We've got folks that are working with nonprofits. We've got folks who are serving, you know, on the city council and then on the, on the school board for, you know, Hamilton County Schools. So we've got a lot of interesting perspectives on public ed, so I think it's really neat to, to get those ideas. So thinking about, let's zoom in a little bit to board member life. What is one of your favorite things or something that you really enjoy about being a school board member? Ooh, it's a good question that no one has ever asked me. (laughs) Um, The most satisfying part of being a board member is watching something that we've worked very hard on 
come to fruition. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I can't imagine how being in a role like this and how anybody's answer could be, be too far off from that. But as an example, uh, last month, we, we awarded the janitorial contract to SSC and their subcontracted uh, janitorial entity, uh, Mean Green. Mm-hmm. For four years, I've believed that not only is diversity and inclusion important within our school our schools, but also throughout how the school system is doing its work. And that felt like a day where something that was very important to my reason for running for this seat and, and being on the board came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Watching someone in our community who, um, you know, represents a large part of our community, the you know, specifically the black community, someone who grew up in our community and went to Howard High School and graduated from Howard High School is now getting to grow his business because of uh, the school system's janitorial contract. So, you know, I, you know, that's just one very specific example, but, you know, we watch students achieve like really great things that would, they would have never dreamed of achieving, like the student at Brainerd High School mm-hmm. achieving the aviation, his aviation license. That's huge. And it's, it's things like that that make me just really grateful that I get to do this work. Um, when I talk to parents that have great things to say about their students' success at their schools, I take that really personal. Even though I'm not the one doing the groundwork, I take, mm-hmm. take it really personal that our board is making real change in not only the strategic direction that we're setting, but also the policies that we're creating too. So um, I also love the opportunity to, to get to be within the community and get to know constituents on a level that I would have never known them just being their neighbor in my district. Mm-hmm. Uh, that feels like an honor to me. Well, and I know you have a lot of people communicate you all the time, yeah. always through all mediums. So tell our listeners a, like a typical day. I know it's, it's hard to frame that, but a typical day in the life of a school board member. Yeah, it is, it is definitely not the same every single day. You know, I get a number of calls from constituents, and sometimes they're not necessarily even in my district. Mm-hmm. Um, I have tried really hard to be open and accessible to everyone throughout the county. So, you know, a typical day could be getting uh, a handful of phone calls from constituents or parents within the community that maybe have a question or a concern, and then I'm relaying that information to Dr. Johnson or to someone on his team. The information never just stays with me. It always goes to the right and appropriate channels. Um, It could be attending a groundbreaking for a new school. It could be um, meeting up with some of the principals in my district to find out what's new and what's happening and what within their school and it could be it could also include all of that all in the same day could also include attending a three to four hour board meeting so mm-hmm. you know we go to a lot of meetings we meet with a lot of um you know uh, other additional elected officials throughout the community that somehow um work with us hand in hand but uh, mostly it's typically communicating with constituents or community members mm-hmm. and thinking about our constituents and and folks that are listening What's an interesting thing about Tiffany Robinson they may not know <laughs> or kind of an interesting nugget about you as a person? Yeah. Um, well, I'm an Enneagram 3 and I'm an Enneagram 7 okay. equally. So that means that I am an achiever and I'm an enthusiast. So okay. I love life and really live and breathe for the opportunity for an adventure. You don't really have a second gear. It's pretty much on or off, right? Pretty much. <laughs> I am definitely always on and my husband would agree with that too. So, But probably something that's interesting that a lot of people don't know about me is that um, pre-COVID, um, every opportunity I got, I would go to sing it or wing it to go sing karaoke because okay. that is like by far oh, like my most favorite awesome. pastime. We've got, we got a karaoke, <laughs> a board member karaoke star. That 
I love it. Yeah, I actually wish that like Joe Wingate would just bring a karaoke machine <laughs> to our next meeting and just let us just like have at it and just I sing think, karaoke the whole know, time. Thinking about maybe the back to school bash, it would That's be really idea. fun <laughs> if we built some kind of like not you know, Hamilton's Got Talent or something like that where board members have to compete with one another. That'd be you can, awesome. You can sing, dance, mm-hmm. or do some kind of thing, and then you would have a panel of community members who voted. And, I mean, a karaoke competition sounds amazing. I'll probably get way too competitive, but I'm totally in. So. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're always on. I love it. That's great. Well, as we're kind of getting towards the end of our conversation, I am interested Thinking about this last year, we've had so many conversations as a system, and I know the board has around, you know, the impact of COVID, but what reflections or thoughts do you have just thinking about this last year? You know, as one board member put it, we're we're south of the pandemic. We're not totally out of it, but we're it feels like we're a little bit south of it with vaccinations and, and where we're trending right now. But what are some things that have stood out to you over the last year? Because it's been just, I, I hate to use this word again, but it truly unprecedented. I kind of saw the pandemic as a really strange way of putting everyone on the same playing field. So, you know, we always think about the pockets of our school system, our school district or in the neighborhoods that our students are coming from. We think of it as, okay, well, we know that there are pockets where students have um, that, you know, the, a, high, a higher disparity gap. I feel like the pandemic expose that actually a number of families within our community have disparity gaps and that could be your higher income mm-hmm. neighbor or uh, families and your lower income families so no doubt though everyone has suffered through this pandemic and I think that what we've discovered is that all students again it comes back to all students need the same opportunities and the same learning tools and we cannot forget that we have to remember that students coming from every walk of life, need the same things and it's our job to continuously think about how do we give them those tools and those resources so um you know mental social and emotional health is big um when i think about the needs across the board for really every student and that's become a lasered focus that i think the board has realized we've got to figure out how to invest more into Mm -hmm. and, and create more policies around that um on the other hand, though, I've also seen the great goodness of our community and our neighbors um, from handing out lunches on school buses during the pandemic. Um, Three million to something meals abs- over last summer. I didn't I even mean, know unbelievable. that number. Yeah. It's amazing to re- even think about it being three million. Seeing, you know, seeing the links that we will all go to make sure that students have what they need and families having what they need. Um, was really phenomenal to me. Um, But then, you know, also seeing what our teachers are willing and able to do. I mean, seeing the strength that our teachers have was just completely eye-opening to me. Um, As a parent, having to do a level of virtual learning with my nine-year-old and my five-year-old, you know, I could not appreciate teachers more than I ever have. Mm -hmm. So I I think that our community recognizes the value of our teachers too in a way that they did not value them pre-COVID. So that's exciting to me. But um, on the other hand, I think that we now have like even more work to do due to the pandemic. Um, But hopefully it's going to make us stronger. What's something that you're excited about, you know, thinking about getting back to hopefully 
you know, a typical school year, that what's something that you just look forward to or that gets you excited about next school year? Yeah, well, having elementary school students, it's easy to do that. Um, I hope that my kids get to go back to field trips. I mm-hmm. hope that all the kids in my district get to go back to field trips. I think that field trips are so important. They expose students that, you know, a lot of times don't, ha- again, don't have that exposure opportunity. But then really, it's just about creating culture for our students and getting, you know, getting, getting them exposed to things they maybe haven't seen before. So, Field trips are fun too. Like as an elementary school student, like that's what I looked forward to. So, um, yeah. So I think getting back to field trips that's would be awesome. would be well, top of my list. And there's so many. I you know I was a teacher for four years, and I the one year that I taught middle school, we had we we took our kids to performance of Dracula at Actors Theater in oh, Louisville. That's neat. And it's a terrifying show. It's it takes place in a 360 degree theater, and the kids like scream. Wow. I mean, it's really intense. But the kids loved it. They just emerged from that being exposed to the arts, and then. Of course, the eighth grade, if you're an eighth grade teacher listening to this, the infamous Washington, D.C. trip, you know, yes. you, you, you're a chaperone for that. And But seeing the kids get to visit the, you know, um, Black History Museum and the Holocaust Museum and the monuments, it's really powerful. That is very powerful. And uh, and, and I love that, to your point about field trips. So it's it's been neat to, to witness that, and I think there's absolutely power. So we always like to end with this question, it's, it's probably my favorite question to ask every, anybody who comes on the podcast, but tell us about a teacher who really made an impact on you. You don't have to pick a favorite because mm-hmm. um, there's so many amazing teachers in, in all of our lives, but who's a teacher that really made an impact on you and, and how does that impact still live with you today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My- Usually everybody has one or two <laughs> that bubbles up to the top, right? Yeah. Yeah. My 11th grade uh, world history teacher. Okay. Um, and she just believed in me. She, I, I, I had a hard time in high school because I was really trying to figure out who I was and understand the direction I was going to take with my life. And so I kind of got into a lot of trouble, but, uh, she, but she believed in me from day one. And I remember her saying to me at the end of 11th grade, her saying, Tiffany, you can be anything that you want to be. You just need to decide what it is and just go after it. And that really stood, that stayed with me until I got to college. And that's whenever I really decided who I wanted to be. And I, I took those words and I said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And, you know, and I've kind of never looked back. So, um, so, you know, she believed in me and she encouraged me and really she could have, she could have left me behind and she didn't. So, yeah, I love that. That's so powerful. Just that inspiration and belief, you know, that someone has and that led to your achievement. I love that. Well, we appreciate your time thank you. stopping by to chat with us. And thank you to our listeners for joining us for today's episode of Extra Credit, a podcast that connects you with what's happening in Hamilton County schools and answers your most pressing questions. Be sure to join us next time as we continue our weekly summer series, Behind the Board. And don't forget to send any questions you have about Hamilton County schools to communications at hcde.org. Have a great day. And remember, we are Hamilton.